welcome to the Intellectual Freedom Podcast. Here we analyze politics, culture, technology, and society at large through the lens of critical thinking and open-mindedness, not demagoguery and partisan hyperbole. I'm Dr. David Hopkins, Humanities Professor, your host and guide. So without further delay, let's get started. Hello to each of you, and I'm back and excited about the topic this week. I ran across a student essay on the website from the Foundation for Economic Education. This particular student is an MBA student, Alyssa Algren, and apologize if I'm butchering the name, but it's a student somewhere up in Wisconsin that spoke so much truth to me, and in actuality, The lessons in this essay are constructive for us on the individual level as well as the national level. So the way she expressed herself should resonate with all of us. As here in this country, despite our scars and our flaws, we have been so richly blessed in so many different ways. And it really is easy to get our perspective all messed up. In fact, this messed up perspective, I think, I can connect her message to a very powerful ancient Chinese philosophy called the yin and the yang and the devastating potential negative outcomes that will inevitably happen when we as a person or even as a nation get out of balance, lose perspective, Because it's in this state that oftentimes we as people or as even a country make irrational or unintelligent decisions. So our perspective versus the reality of any situation can get all messed up from time to time. I know I've been there and you've probably been there too. But if we don't consciously pay attention to the things going on around us or maybe just stop to appreciate the things that we have, it's so easy to lose track of the actual reality of things. But before I give my final, my reactions to this essay for you to consider, it might be nice to actually know what I'm talking about. So I want to just read the essay to you in its entirety uh, so you can fully appreciate the student's message. It isn't very long but it is packed with important statements. And again, you can pull this down. Uh, I just found it on a, on a, just on the internet. It's open, it's free at the Foundation for Economic Education. And the author of this is Alyssa Algren. And so let's just go ahead right now and let's just dive into it. The title to this particular essay is My Generation is Blind to the Prosperity Around Us. And it goes like this. I'm sitting in a small coffee shop near Nokomis, Florida, trying to think of what to write about. I scroll through my newsfeed on my phone, looking at the latest headlines of presidential candidates calling for policies to quote-unquote fix the so-called injustices of capitalism. I put my phone down and continue to look around. I see people talking freely working on their MacBooks and ordering food they got in an instant, seeing cars go by outside, and it dawned on me, we live in the most privileged time in the most prosperous nation 
and we've become completely blind to it. Vehicles, food, technology, freedom to associate with whom we choose. These things are so ingrained in our American way of life, we don't give them a second thought. We are so well off here in the United States that our poverty line begins 31 times above the global average. 31 times. Virtually, no one in the United States is considered poor by global standards. Yet, in a time where we can order a product off Amazon with one click and have it at our doorstep the next day, we are unappreciative, unsatisfied, and ungrateful. Our unappreciation is evident as the popularity of socialist policies among my generation continues to grow. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez recently said to Newsweek, talking about the millennial generation, quote, an entire generation, which is now becoming one of the largest electorates in America, came of age and never saw American prosperity, end quote. Never saw American prosperity? Let that sink in. When I first read that statement, I thought to myself, that was quite literally the most entitled and factually illiterate thing I've ever read in my 26 years on this earth. Many young people agree with her, which is entirely misguided. My generation is being indoctrinated by a mainstream narrative to actually believe we have never seen prosperity. I know this firsthand. I went to college. Let's just say I didn't have the popular opinion, but I disagree. Why then, with all of the overwhelming evidence around us, evidence that I, can, that I can even see sitting at a coffee shop, do we not view this as prosperity? We have people who are dying to get into our country. People around the world destitute and truly impoverished. Yet, we have a young generation convinced they've never seen prosperity and, as a result, we elect some politicians who are dead set on taking steps towards abolishing capitalism. Why? The answer is this. My generation has only seen prosperity. We have no contrast. We didn't live in the Great Depression or lived through two world wars, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and we didn't see the rise and fall of socialism and communism. We don't know what it's like to live without the internet, without cars, without smartphones. We don't have a prosperity problem. We have an entitlement problem an ungratefulness problem, and it's spreading like a plague. End quote and essay. Isn't that just a concise, well-written essay? Obviously, it's a grad student, MBA grad student, so it's well-written from that standpoint. But he, so, so here's the thing. Let's, let's not degrade to some silly Facebook meme about how lazy and unappreciative millennial and Gen Zs are. That's that's a boring old conversation. Or or fall into our traditional political ideology camps of liberals versus conservatives. As I know many from this generation, this millennial Gen Z that are highly talented, they're highly motivated and fully appreciative of what they have and the potential they have to achieve to be the best they can in life. Yet we see examples all over the place of how not appreciative or ungrateful Americans can be as we just miss the forest through the trees. The opportunities in this country are everywhere, literally 
everywhere in this technology age that we're in. If one chooses to go after them and pursue them, the the chances and the wealth are there to be had if that's what someone wants to pursue. But what I want to talk about is how and why this occurs. As the author spoke in the essay, how and how and why do some people just seem utterly oblivious to the good and only always turn to the negative side of things? Human beings are, sadly, easily turned towards the negative way far too often in all kinds of topics. So I want to go back because this essay kind of resonated with me with some of the teachings that I do in my humanities classes to, the, to ancient China. I want to go all the way back to probably 300 to 200 B.C., and it's probably an idea that you have heard of, and it's called the yin and the yang. Now, the yin and the yang is a concept of dualism, basically describing how seemingly opposite or contrary forces actually are complementary. They're interconnected and interdependent in the world. And in fact, for us to truly live a life of deep understanding and appreciation and being grateful, we need this yin and the yang, this dualistic concept. But in Chinese cosmology, it, it kind of goes like this. The universe creates itself out of a, a sort of a primary chaos of material energy, I guess you could call it. And it's organized into, the, into cycles of yin and yang. And formed into objects and we see it play it itself out in our lives the yin is the receptive the yang is the active principle seen in all forms of change and all kinds of differences and you know when you study ancient chinese philosophy going all the way back to say the annual cycle of winter and summer or the landscape north facing shadow south facing brightness sexual coupling of the male and the female the formation of both men and women as characters in socio-political history of order versus disorder. But going a bit further, we can truly appreciate, for example, having money, especially when we've gone through periods where we have been poor or been without. We can truly appreciate life when someone very close to us dies. We can truly appreciate our health when we go through periods without it. See, we need both sides of them to fully appreciate the other. You get the point, right? But it, but it, as it relates to the essay, my generation is blind to the prosperity around us. The author just literally nailed this philosophy on the head. And if we stay with this yin and yang principle... Younger generations are blind, oftentimes, to the greatness of America because they have never seen the opposite. Abundance is literally everywhere. Younger generations in America, they've never experienced America collapsing under the weight of socialism like a country in Venezuela. They've never experienced not being at the top of the food chain for a vaccine 
for coronavirus. They've never experienced walking into a grocery store and seeing all the shelves bare and there's nothing to eat. They've never experienced graduating from college and trying to enter a job market in a country where the unemployment is 20 plus percent. They've never had to, they've never seen a time where a thousand dollar cell phone seems extravagant. They've never, I, I mean, I could just go on and on and on, but you get the point. We in America in many ways, are a victim to our own success. Our younger generations, are they are these younger adults, are they mean-spirited, are they self-absorbed and just so ego-inflated defeatists who believe all is evil and always was evil in America and always will be evil in America? I mean, many of us have children that are in this age group and we know that's not true. And I don't believe that to be true. Or for the far extremists, that there may be a pocket of people that they do literally truly believe it at the core. But the key is their yin and yang is way out of perspective. I believe at whatever level, extreme or not, what we have is, is a strong or a serious imbalance in America right now. See, the yin and the yang philosophy states all things contradict one another, and yet they cannot exist without the other. All things easy and good and no work and buy things at the, in a one-click and Amazon at your door the next day. When, when things are easy like this, we get as a country or even as an individual anesthetized, sedated to what real life is like. Unlike AOC and the radical leftists who say the United States is, always has been, a dying, decrepit, and racist world, which, let's face it, that is it's just an absurd statement on so many different historical levels. I would argue, though, like the author... The opposite is true. We have an imbalance of things being so good for so long that our perspective has become warped. We're literally like looking for problems or beating on the hornet's nest for no good reason. Or, you know, sometimes with your spouse or your significant other, maybe it's you or maybe the other ones, just in one of those moods. And it's like they're just literally out to pick a fight. In a way, it almost seems that's where we're at right now because we don't have that balance between the yin and the yang. In our modern world, things just are too easy. We've lost perspective in our technological, easy, simple, fast world that we simply cannot appreciate the negative. The quote-unquote safe places, the PC correct world, where one never hears or speaks to anyone who (gasps) doesn't agree with me, has created a sort of a sickening and a maddening world where we, we create evils around us. Here's where we enter the realm of the most maddening world our author speaks about, where a politician can say, most Americans have never seen prosperity. Now, just let that one phrase sink in for a moment and how divisive and ugly and how nasty such a statement is. Most Americans have never seen prosperity. 
if we really look at this thing from a global perspective, even as the most poor people in this country live a life far better than most people in any other country in the world. A world where a Gen Z person can walk into a cell phone store at the age of 22 years old, buy a $1,300 iPhone 12, then uh, celebrate with drinking a $7 latte, all the while complaining about how hard and difficult it is to survive in America, my goodness, we are out of balance. Look, life lessons are hard, but we are failing in many ways in properly educating our children. And if you're adult and listening to this and you're constantly seeking the easy way out on everything, maybe you can self-teach yourself a, a lesson or two here from the yin and the yang because it can be of help. One of the most fascinating and real phenomena in the philosophy of the yin and yang is that neither the good or the bad are absolute or mutually exclusive. They depend on one another. A world without either one of them is a world that literally intellectually would cease to exist, would cease to have meaning, would cease to have value. You know, recently, even in my own family, we've went through someone died rather quickly rather suddenly and you gain an appreciation for life based on when we experience or see death that's the yin and the yang in a world where everything is perfect good and easy and there's never hardship there's never struggle there's never there's there's never a day when there's not a meal on your plate i wonder what aoc would say if for five or six days she tried to eat a meal and there was no food available but a couple scraps of, of bread and water, maybe then her perspective that we have no prosperity and never have had it in this country might just change a little bit. The fact is we need to remember some real simple truths that life is not easy. Life is oftentimes hard and it's always going to have this give and take between good and bad. I hope as you hear this, your life is filled with tons more happiness and goodness and wellness and abundance than it is hard stuff. But the reality is you and every one of us are going to go through really hard times, time and again. Nothing is free. Nothing is without consequence. And not everything needs to be given away or received without pain or hardship or effort. On the political front, we don't need to sell out to communism to learn how important freedom is. But at the micro level, in our home, in my home, we need to make sure that we don't give everything to our kids just because we can without them exerting effort and energy and understanding the consequences of their goodness, of the things that they have. As to truly appreciate those things that we have, we need to intellectually appreciate what we don't have. And yeah, sometimes physically withhold just handing stuff over to our kids 
or even ourselves with no energy or effort. As it is in this world that it becomes hard to appreciate things when they're just given away all the time. There are injustices in the world. It would be ridiculous to state otherwise. And there are and always will be injustices in this world and in our country. We have a lot of ugly scars in this country and to pretend otherwise is silly. There's always been ultra wealthy that are always in power and do whatever they can to keep power to themselves versus share it with the masses. And we do need to always be striving to be better as a person, to be better as a country, to be more ethical and honest and fair. This should be a given for everybody, but never in the history of human beings existing together has there been a society where there has never been an injustice. It's just the fact of life. But it's important all of us reject completely this concept that seems to be seeping in to the narrative that the United States of America is was born from evil, it's horrid, it's racist, it's a sexist hellhole that has never created anything but hardship and inequality except for a very few people at the top. To say this is utterly absurd. It is one thing when one silly bobblehead politician says this, or even a group of them. We've had power-driven dividers in Washington, D.C. for a very long time now. Uh, whether it would be on the left or whether it would be on the right is can be just as guilty from time to time. AOC doesn't bother me. What bothers me is a population that may start to believe en masse this is actually real. That this lack of prosperity that it's never been in America is actually real and that it's actually true. Sometimes, sadly, in our modern world, we get repetition of the same thing over and over and over and over again. And, and all of a sudden, what, what wasn't real, just because you hear it and see it and read it all the time, voila, all of a sudden it's real and true and valid. We have to be very careful of that. Because sadly, right now, there is a segment of our population that's believing this. Although you and I, we can walk around daily in life in the United States of America, and we are smacked in the face of the opposite of the prosperity that we have, that so many people, sadly, all across the globe will never, ever experience. Their life has become, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it basically revolves around shelter, food, and water, and survival. That's the reality for over a billion plus people on this planet today. So we have to be careful about keeping our balance, keeping our yin and yang, because this lack of balance in our thoughts could ultimately lead us down a path where we could really actually experience the poverty, the hunger, the loss of freedom versus just the theoretical, political, fear-mongering tribal BS being spouted by certain voices in Washington, D.C. We need to have that balance and that perspective. And that's why that essay was so incredibly powerful. And it's good to see students 
kind of putting that messaging out there. And all of us need to remember it. And, and once again, this isn't to, to deride one side or the other, but when we what we have in this country, the United States of America, is what massive billions of people would just die for even a fraction of the opportunities that we have. So let's all do our best to keep our balance. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed this topic. Before I go, I want to just mention an upcoming public release of an ebook and a course that, that I'm working on. The ebook, the name of it is called Simple Truths, and the course is the Optimal Health System. Basically, what I'm going to do in this system is to take you through seven practices that I use every single day that if you can ingrain them into your life and they become part of your lifestyle, you can literally transform your perspective on life in so many different ways. I'm not exactly sure when I'll, I will publicly release it yet, but I know I'm getting really close. The system began developing back. I started working on this back in July 2020. And literally, it's kind of a result of an ER experience a second time in four years that I went in with some abdominal issues. And as I put this together, this isn't some sort of theory. It's actually the practices I use every single day. So be on the lookout for it. I would appreciate it uh, when when I go ahead and announce the official launch coming up soon. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll click like or follow and you'll be alerted when new episodes are released. But until then, I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week.